0: Father, thank you, thank you that we could meet you in any moment, in any time, in any place. Father, you are always present, but Lord, we know the need for us to show up, for us to be present. So help us be more present now. Thank you that you've met us in a time of praise and adoration. Thank you that you meet us in your word, which is true and does not come back void and is living. Thank you that you meet us at the altar in the breaking of the bread. Thank you that, Lord, we meet you in the midst of the poor. So meet us now in this moment so that we could leave here different from the way that we came in because we met with you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today, following a liturgical calendar, we begin uh, the season of Advent. We begin to uh, start Advent 1, week 1 of Advent for over the next four weeks. Um, so it's four weeks in counting for all your Christmas shopping that you have to do. And the word Advent we should understand and know what that word means. So here's just a quick reminder. Advent comes from a Latin word, which is eventus. And the word adventus actually means the arrival or the coming, a coming or an arrival. That's what the word means, and that's why we call this time Advent. But there's also another translation of the word, which is in Greek, and it's parousia. So you could sound really fancy to all your friends and say, do you know we're in Advent? And it's parousia. I've studied that intensely. Parousia. But actually, what's interesting about the translation of that word from the Greek, it talks more about a second coming, not just this arrival, not just this coming, but it's actually stating a second coming. And these next four weeks will be reminded of the coming of a king, and it will lead us to the Feast of the Nativity, it will lead us to celebrating the birth of Christ, it will lead us to what we know as Christmas. And that's this preparation over these next four weeks, and we're very familiar with those two things. We're very familiar with those two arrivals, that we're familiar with the birth of Christ and we're familiar with the understanding that there's a second coming or a return of Christ. But what I want to tell you a little bit about today is that there's actually three separate arrivals that happen. And there's a way that we can look at it in this time of Advent. The first arrival, which was 2,000 years ago, was Jesus came as a child. That's, that's one that we're very familiar about. That's why we celebrate Christmas, that feast of the Nativity. Jesus came as a child. And in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And the word became, and it dwelt where? Among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God became flesh. Jesus became flesh, became human, became one of us and dwelt among us. And, and that's that reminder as we're coming. 2,000 years ago, that's what took place for the redemption of all mankind. And that's why we'll come to celebrate Christmas, We we understand or we're familiar with that first arrival that that gets celebrated over this time, this this season of Advent, that we're prepared for that first arrival, we're reminded of that first arrival. Then there's a second arrival. And that second arrival is right now. Right now, Jesus wants to come into your life. Right now, in this moment, he desires to have that relationship with you. That, that he wants to be in that relationship. That's why he came to do what he did, that we could be reconciled to him. And in every moment of every day, and I don't know where everyone is. I don't know where you're at right now, where your heart's at. I don't know the heart of man, but God knows your heart. And God wants your heart because he loves you. And if you're watching online or you're sitting here in person, that's, that's a big arrival, and we have to understand that arrival, that, that Jesus is arriving right now, his coming is right now for your life, that you can welcome him into your life in that way. Ephesians 3.17 says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. That he may dwell in your heart through faith. That you've come to that faith believing who he is. God wants all your heart. And when we come to that place, that's welcoming that arrival for him to come into our life, to have that relationship with him. Then there's the third arrival. The third arrival is that the second coming of Jesus. That there will be a second coming. That That is going to be the fulfillment of all things. So during Advent, we're, we're really looking at those three arrivals and, and what they mean and what they look like for us. And this, this third arrival will be Him coming again in all His glory. And Matthew 16, 27 says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He will reward each according to His works. That He will come again in the fullness and the glory of His Father, and that full glory with all His angels will be His return. So, the question becomes to us is how do we prepare ourselves for the coming of a king? Advent's about how we begin to start to flex our spiritual muscles. How do we do that? How do we begin to do that while we're waiting? What are we anticipating while we're waiting? Well, we got familiar with waiting over these last nine months. Quarantine's taught us a lot about our lives about this time of waiting, and and what did we do while we were waiting? Well, there's a lot of different things that happened. One thing's for certain, there's a lot of binge-watching going on. Yes. Stock on Hulu and Netflix all rose up to the top, because we watched shows we didn't even like. We're like, all right, I'll just watch it again. I might as well. I've got time. I'm waiting. Rewatching shows, and going back, and and that binge-watching took over, because what are we going to do while we're waiting? Or, or we lost our minds a little bit on social media. And we were, we were there participating and getting lost in that time while we were waiting through social media. Some of us, we got organized. We used this time and said, man, this is going to be a time I'm going to start doing some stuff that I swore I was going to do the last 10 years and I haven't done. And now I'm going to get busy doing it. For me, I, I finally got started on my garage. Praise the Lord. There will be victory and evidence (laughs) that God rules and reigns in my life because I will have my garage back at some time. (laughs) Facing the inevitable, the unknown, God's with me. I can do this. We we got organized. I painted a room that I wasn't going to had no intention of painting. For many of us, maybe we got a little more organized in things. You cleaned up your junk mail and email. I, I don't know what we did, but there's different responses that we do while we're waiting. And Jesus gives us a direction today in the gospel of, of, of uh, Matthew, of Mark 13, He gives a direction to his disciples. When the master comes, this is what's going to take place. And here's his direction of what to do while waiting. Jesus says, take heed, watch, and pray. For you do not know what the time is. He says, take heed, watch, and pray. You don't know the time of his return. But what we're to do is begin to prepare to listen, look, and talk with God daily. That's the preparation. Listening that we're going to begin to hear from God that we're going to get His direction in our life. Looking is that looking and seeking the things that God is leading us to within our life. Talking is prayer, and it's how we grow in that relationship with the Lord. And He invites us into that relationship. And Jesus says, the Master has given charge to His servants, this is what you do while I'm gone, in that preparation of my return. So there's three arrivals that we should be thinking about during the season of Advent. The return of Christ will, will, will come, That second coming will come. We don't know the time. And what it's it's like is probably like that unexpected guest who knocks on your door. Remember, you know what that's like, right? When someone shows up at your house and they knock on the door, how dare they not call first? I didn't get notification that they were coming by. My kids, when they were little, someone knocked on the door, they ran out of the room, like strangers at the door. You know that inevitable pop-in? that some of our, our family members do a little too often. You know, I'm here. Oh, great. But it's this arrival. It's, it's, it's unexpected what's going to take place. And we've changed on how we're waiting or preparing for different arrivals. We're at a point now when our phone rings, we're thinking, how dare you call me and not text first? You want me to pick up my phone and answer it? Do you know I can go back and remember pre-answering machines? And if a phone rang and you didn't pick up, you'd never know who called. You'll never know. i go back to a time not that long ago when to find my friends, you had to go knock on their door. And ask for them to come outside. There was no prearrangement play dates. It was like, get out of the house and go find a friend. And you went and found a friend and you did stuff. You come back at Dark. Now we've created these barriers while we wait in preparation or, or what that thing is that, that we're to do and, and, and somehow that's this invasion. But, but we don't know the time. But we're to be expecting the arrival. And when we realized the seriousness of COVID back in March. We recognized that there was a need of this preparedness. We're waiting, and then there's this preparedness. What do we do in that preparation of something we can't see, something that we fully don't understand? Our response response was we're going to consume all paper goods and food (laughs) that will empty out grocery stores. That's how we responded. We don't know what to do, so we better get everything just in case. And the problem was that we quickly moved into this self-preservation, which quickly turned into greed in our lives. That was our response to that, that and greed takes over. And as Christians, a prepared life is not just getting my life in order, it's about getting other lives in order as well. That it's not just what is going on in my own life, but how do I help others get their life in order? And when we're living a life of preparedness for the coming of a king, That becomes a life of generosity, a life of love, a life of kindness, not greed. Not not this self-preservation. Christian life is not about self-preservation. That disciple's life is actually what Jesus says that we're called to deny ourselves. And that denying ourselves is a selfless life. And he calls us into that place, and that's how we come to Advent. Advent is this reminder for us to get our spiritual life in order to prepare ourselves for the things that God has in store. How do I get my spiritual life in that order? How do I prepare myself for his arrival? What what, what does that look like for me as a Christian? What does that look like? What should I do right now in this season? I think it's time for us to take the seriousness of the coming of the king. We're reminded of his birth 2,000 years ago, We're reminded that he wants to come and arrive in your life right now. We're reminded that he will come again in the fullness of his glory. So what do I do? How do I take that serious? Well, we've got to kick our spiritual walk up a notch. I know one thing's for certain is I can continue to grow in Christ every day. I've not arrived. That there's more that he wants to teach me and show me each and every day, and I just have to be willing to allow him in my life that way that I can continue to grow. That, that I can continue to listen and look and, and talk to God so that I can grow and keep my life spiritually fit as he would call me to. And that's what we're called to do. This is why over these next four weeks, we're going to have what's called this impact challenge and the importance of this impact challenge. And why we're going to do this together as the body of Christ. And how we're going to bring the church outside the four walls as we're called to do. It's part of our spiritual preparation and what we need to do. I've been thinking about this and what that's going to look like. And, and, and how am I going to participate? And how is my family going to participate? And we did a family turkey trot 5K on Thanksgiving. And the whole reason of that was so that we could eat more food. So that was the whole purpose is prepare the stomach. And, uh, and we went and we're running through our town and uh, one of the storefronts uh, that we're running past, there was a woman standing at the, at the door and we're coming through and the door is open and you hear this, excuse me. And like any good New Yorker, you ignore that, right? You know, like, They're not talking to me. Excuse me. My poor son was the closest and he's just, you know, going. So excuse me the third time. So I stopped. I turn around, an older woman, and, and, and she couldn't walk real well, and there's this huge bag of garbage in front of her. I said, yes. I said, what is it? Could you bring that to the curb for me? I'm like, it's three feet. You can't make it three feet? <laughs> then I wondered, does she come down with that because she has trouble and wait for someone to pass by to help her just get it that extra three feet? So of course I could move that over. And I'm reminded of the impact challenge. Like, is my mind thinking? Am I willing to accept that challenge in my own life? Am I, am I listening and looking and talking with God so that I can prepare my spiritual life of what's the next thing? It's not for my self-preservation. It's for selflessness to others. And how do I bring that into others' lives? And it was kind of like, Lord's like, well, here's a reminder. Here, here you go. This is how you got to start thinking. And when we begin to change that thinking or the ways that God wants to show us things, all of a sudden we're seeing in ways we've never seen before. What a joy and what a moment that we could participate. And you know what? I met Christ in that moment. It's a moment that Christ had a a meeting with me to remind me of some other things and some deeper things. So we're going to have this challenge together as a church. And you could refuse it or you can accept it. It's up to you. But what we're going to do is we're going to come together and we're going to invade those around us with the love and kindness of the Lord to be a blessing to them. That we're going to be able to connect and pray and grow and serve and give in ways that we've never done before to grow our spiritual walk with the Lord. We're, we're entering into the Christmas season. It's a time of generosity where we'll purchase gifts for families and friends. And some of us, you know, uh, have lost our minds already and, and, and have spent way too much money. Some of you have bought all your gifts already and you need help. Some of you are going to wait till a couple days before and try to figure all that out. But we're going to enter into this this time of generosity that we're thinking outwardly for others in ways that we could give these different gifts and, and how we could bring those gifts to others. And for some, you receive a gift and they give you that, that gift and it's in beautiful wrapping paper with a bow and a note, but it's not just your name, it has a message on it and it's just beautiful, presented to you. Some of us, we bring the gift that we, 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 we just bought at CVS in the bag it came in and we give it to them. And there's different ways that we prepare gifts for those, but we're thinking that way. And the way that we need to think is, how can we be that gift to others? When we approach this from a kingdom perspective, how could we bring that gift to others? See, God gave us the greatest gift ever known to mankind, and it was his son. And he gave us his son so that Jesus could give us an eternal life with him. Greatest gift that's ever been given. God's a good gift giver. He wants us to be good gift givers in return. And what would that look like, that he gave his only begotten son, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, to take upon our sins, to die on a cross, to conquer a grave and death so that we can have eternal life. His son continues to give us that gift and meet all our needs each and every day as we come to him. And that, that gift is the gift that ultimately eternally gives, and that we get to participate in that. So what if our preparedness is to be a blessing to others? Our preparedness is the way I'm going to take my spiritual walk up a notch is to begin to be that blessing that I want to bring into others' lives, that I can bless those around me. And part of what my family is going to do is we're going to forfeit part of our, our, our Christmas budget and just do this that we're going to forfeit part of what we were going to do so that we can participate each day in a way, in any way that it can be, and, and bring that love and kindness and that light of Christ into others' lives. And I'm excited about the possibilities of what God wants to do in and through us. So what if our preparedness is doing that, is being that blessing to our neighbors, to our co- coworkers? What if we did it to absolute strangers, to be that blessing? that we could come and be that light of Christ as he called us to be. Philippians 4.5 says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. How will you let your gentleness be known to everyone? What would that look like? How can we participate in in that way of, of, of love and kindness and gentleness? How can the fruit of the Spirit manifest in our life and bring that into others' lives? Advent is about getting closer to the Lord. But it's also that we could be his hands and feet to others in that preparedness. And over these next four weeks, we'll send out a daily reminder to you. You have to download the Intercessor app. A reminder will come up each day. And each day you'll be given a suggestion of something that way that you could participate. And I hope that that just kind of kicks something off or other ways that you want to do it. But but if you come expecting what God might want to do that day, you won't believe how you will meet him in different ways and how you could participate. So, each day, Monday through Saturday, we'll send that reminder just saying, How can you participate? But it's up to us whether or not we want to receive the challenge. If we're ready to take that step in that challenge, but I promise you, if you take that step, you are going to meet Christ all along the way. This is a way that we could prepare ourselves for that arrival, for that coming. And I hope that you'll join us. I I pray that this will be an experience that will change your life, but I know more importantly that you'll be able to go and those that you encounter and bring the hope and the joy and the love and the kindness of Christ to others. To be a blessing. Bringing the light of Christ to those we encounter. See, church is not only putting together this time of Advent to prepare ourselves, but the church is called to go and prepare others. And that we're going to prepare those around us who don't know that good news, haven't had that second arrival happen in their lives. What we have to do right now is we have to listen, we have to look, we have to talk with God, and he'll guide us through an incredible Advent season. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we welcome your arrival in our lives, and we anticipate, Lord, that coming. And Lord, we ask that you would help us in that preparedness and that arrival and in the waiting period, that it wouldn't be time wasted, but it would be time that we'll use the gifts you've given us in so many different ways. So help us, Lord, accept that walk to strengthen our spiritual uh, journey with you, Lord. Now, that begins with that relationship. And that second arrival is the most important right now in this moment in your life, that if you haven't asked him in your life that way, Jesus desires that relationship with us but we've got to allow him to come in our life that way and what I can tell you for me is that in that moment of my life it was an unexpected arrival but it was welcomed I didn't know what I was searching for but the things in the world couldn't fill that void only he could and he knew that and he waited patiently and it was in that moment that was unexpected guest came in my life I didn't know that I could have a relationship with who Christ was and he invites us to that relationship I don't know your heart, but God knows your heart and God wants your heart. But you have to make that decision if you want him in your life that way. And if you want to know him in that way and welcome him, that arrival in your life that way, I want you to pray with me right now. Just just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in take control of my life and make me the person you want me to be in Jesus name I pray amen now if you pray with me in person you're watching online right now and you've prayed please let us know why because as a church we're committed to help you on your pathway to discipleship that you'll discover God's purpose and plan and power for your life amen peace of the Lord be with you Acknowledge one another with a sign of God's peace.